Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hi there. Happy Thursday. The holiday travel rush kicking into high gear this morning. We've got everything you need to know to brave those crowds. It is December 21st. Good morning. This is Today. On the go, tens of millions of Americans heading out the door to start their Christmas vacations. The TSA set to screen nearly 3 million passengers today alone. This morning, what you'll face at the airports and on the roads. Al's got good news for much of the country when it comes to the forecast. Heading home, 10 Americans returning to the U.S. after being freed in a prisoner swap with Venezuela. All you think about when you're in prison is how you didn't appreciate being free. Inside their happy homecoming, what the U.S. gave up in exchange for the release and the growing backlash over the deal. Breaking overnight, waiting game, a new effort underway to pause Israel's war in order to free more hostages. The sticking points in the negotiations as the families of the hostages mistakenly killed by Israeli forces speak out. Shop till you drop, an encouraging sign for last-minute holiday bargain hunters. Prices falling on everything from toys to TVs, a trend expected to continue in the new year. We'll break it all down. All that plus spreading holiday cheer from the crowds around our tree to a neighborhood going very big with these gigantic Santas. It just took off like wildfire. We'll share the many ways Americans are feeling festive with Christmas just four days away. Today, Thursday, December 21st, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Good to see you. Welcome to Today. We're so happy you're joining us on this Thursday morning four days, girl, up till Christmas. Let's go. Actually, let's go is what a lot of Americans yeah. are saying right now. We've got crowds around here, huge people stopping by the plaza to say hi, and of course, catch a glimpse of the beautiful tree right behind us. And this is kind of interesting. It turns out, like us, a lot of people, a lot of sightseers are coming up super early. They're getting here as early as 5 a.m. They want to see that tree, and they want to do it without tons of crowds, so it's part of a new viral trend that we're going to explore in just a little bit. We were so ahead of that mm-hmm. trend. We we're getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Speaking of the countdown to Christmas, we're going to start this morning with a holiday travel rush. Crowds are already building this morning at Logan International Airport. That's up in Boston. Overall, 115 million Americans are expected to be on the move in the coming days. That's the most, by the way, since 2019. Good news aside for some heavy rain across the West, travel conditions looking pretty good. Al standing by with a full forecast. But first, let's go to NBC's Tom Costello watching the skies for us this morning. Hey, Tom, how's it looking? Hey, guys, really, really good. Now, I do have to give you an alert. If you're flying to Amsterdam, boy, they've got bad weather in Amsterdam. 22% of flights canceled. But that's Europe. Here in the United States, we've got a pretty good picture for flying today. You mentioned the West Coast. Rain is causing some problems. I just checked on FlightAware. Just 49 flight cancellations nationwide right now, most out west. That's amazing. 
you picked a really good day to fly. With the East Coast still recovering from the flooding and heavy wind that disrupted travel earlier in the week, this morning it's California that's feeling Mother Nature's fury. Flooding, heavy winds, rain-soaked highways and runways. On Wednesday, the FlightAware misery map showed delays in red extending from LAX up to SFO, locked in with heavy fog. Coming down like buckets. But for most of the country, long lines but relatively clear skies. We are going to Boston Logan, um, and it's been fine so far. No repeat of last year's Christmas meltdown when Southwest canceled 17,000 flights. Though there was a disruption for travelers in New Orleans yesterday. Flights delayed after one Southwest plane turned around midair after a bird strike. You guys have smoke coming out of one of your engines. The aircraft returned safely. For most passengers, things are running smoothly. Walk through one at a time. One at a time, you're good. Today, TSA checkpoints across the country expect to screen another two and a half million people. And the 311 rule still applies. Three ounces or less in one quart-sized bag per passenger. Anything that you can spray, spread, pump, or pour must be 3.4 ounces or less. More than that, got to check it. Keep it under that 3.4 ounces. It's going to be great. Once it exceeds that, now we run into issue. And again this year, TSA on track to detect a record number of guns. 6,300 already, 93% of them loaded. TSA screeners in uh, New York, they actually just found a bunch of bullets in a baby diaper, believe it or not. It's kind of strange. Listen, 104 million people are going to be driving. And so we wanted to give you a list of the best and worst times to start driving. The worst times to drive. Let's start with that right now. We've got it coming on the worst time as Saturday, 11 to 7 p.m., and then next Thursday, 2 to 8 p.m. The best times to drive, Saturday before 10, and then almost every day next week uh, before noon. By the way, we're averaging 3.09 a gallon right now on gasoline. That's about 20 cents, more than 20 cents cheaper than a month ago. So it's a heck of a lot cheaper. That's the national average. I always hear from people in California how much they pay. Yes, we know. But the national average is 309. They're paying a lot more out west. Guys, back to you. Yeah, you're doing the math. All right, Tom Costello for us. Tom, thank you. Well, Al's here with the check of the weather. Hello, Al. Hello, and hello to you. Good news. Uh, other than the southwest and southern California, things are looking great today. 26 million people from San Luis Obispo all the way to Phoenix and just to the east under flash flood watches. You can see now that rain is starting to fire up, especially Los Angeles in between there and San, uh, Santa Barbara. So today, this strong storm slowly moves eastward. Heavy rain and wind across southern California through tonight, through tomorrow night, I should say. Now we move into Friday and you can see that heavy rain now stretching all the way into Arizona. Rain Rainfall amounts one to three inches possible in some of these thunderstorms. This rain spreading into the desert southwest. We move into Saturday. That cold pushes in across the plains. The Great Basin bringing in snow behind it. Rain and snow for the central and southern Rockies. We do have a moderate risk for heavy flooding possible mudslides, rainfall rates of an inch or more per hour from west of Santa Barbara just to the west of Los Angeles. But we do have a risk all the way down to San Diego and up to San Luis Obispo. You can see that rainfall, heavier rain just to the north of Phoenix, Santa Barbara, on into Palm Springs. Here's what we're looking for. Snow up into the Rockies. You're probably going to see a little bit of a white Christmas. Airports, Friday and Saturday, 
possible delays, Seattle and Portland, also for Salt Lake City, Las Vegas, back into Denver. But we've got red for Phoenix, Los Angeles and San Diego. So we're going to be watching this very closely as the system. But as we said, look at this, much of the country looking pretty good. In fact, the winter solstice tonight, 1057 p.m. Oh. So just to have, as, as you're going to bed and you feel a little chill. That's winter that's coming in, baby. What, that's what it is. All right, Al. Okay. Thank you. Let's turn now to breaking news overnight. A prisoner swap that has led to the release of 10 Americans detained in Venezuela. NBC's Monica Alba joins us from the White House with more on this. Monica, good morning. What's the latest? Hoda, good morning. It was an emotional return for that group of Americans landing in San Antonio, Texas overnight after being wrongfully detained in Venezuela, according to the U.S. And as part of the prisoner swap deal struck between President Biden and President Nicolas Maduro, Venezuela also agreed to arrest and return Leonard Francis back to the U.S., who had escaped from house arrest in California to Venezuela to avoid jail time over his role in one of the worst bribery scandals in U.S. Navy history. Now, in exchange, the U.S. released Maduro ally Alex Saab, a Colombian businessman himself accused of bribery, money laundering, and profiting from starvation, who was awaiting trial in Miami on federal charges. And in a statement, President Biden vowed to still remain very focused on securing the release of other wrongfully detained Americans around the world. So, Monica, is this a larger effort from the White House to try to improve relations with Venezuela? Exactly. And the U.S. had recently eased some sanctions on Venezuela in exchange for certain promises from Maduro's government, including holding free elections and resuming deportation flights to deal with the migrant surge at the southern border. But it has also drawn criticism for similar deals involving authoritarian governments and the fact it could encourage other countries to detain more U.S. citizens abroad. And President Biden addressed that directly, saying it's okay because they are freeing American people that were held illegally and Venezuela has agreed to hold a fair election next year. Hoda. All right, Monica, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Also this morning, both Israel and Hamas facing new calls to negotiate another pause in the war so that more hostages could be released. We're also hearing more from the families of the three hostages who were mistakenly shot and killed by Israeli troops. NBC's Molly Hunters got the latest for us this morning. Hi, Molly. Good morning to you. Savannah, good morning to you. And our team in Tel Aviv reports there are sirens sounding right now. As that happens, the U.S. is still pushing for talks, according to President Biden. John Kirby calls them very serious. And this comes as Hamas releases a statement just in the last hour that says they won't even engage in talks until an agreement about a comprehensive ceasefire is reached. This morning, the U.S. pushing for a truce so more hostages can be released. But no deal yet. And now new revelations about those Israeli hostages killed by the Israeli army ramping up the pressure. The Israeli military now revealing the three men who were shot by Israeli soldiers while waving a white flag actually escaped from Hamas five days earlier, surviving on their own. Now there's unreleased video, the Israeli military says, from a military dog at the scene in the Shujayin neighborhood of Gaza City. The GoPro recorded the hostages' voice. Avi Shamir is the father of 26-year-old Alon, previously told Hallie Jackson he wanted to see the video. And I ask the IDF investigators to see the movie. If there is any movie, I know it's supposed to be somehow filmed. The Army Chief of Staff said on Hebrew TV last night the IDF protocol does not allow soldiers to open fire at anyone that raises a white flag. The IDF is responsible for what happened. 
And last night, Iris Haim, the mother of 28-year-old Yotam, another one of the killed hostages, granted her forgiveness in a voice note widely published in Israeli media, blaming Hamas. I love you all, she says to the battalion in the recording. I know what has happened is not your fault. And as anger grows at Prime Minister Netanyahu's government, Secretary of State Blinken stands firmly by Israel. I hear virtually no one saying, demanding of Hamas, that it stop hiding behind civilians, that it lay down its arms, that it surrender. But today, the two million civilians inside Gaza continue to bear the brunt of this grinding war. Our NBC News team on the ground as drone strikes hit Rafah. It was meant to be safe. Displaced from his home in the north, this man asks, where is safety? Mustafa Hussein tells our team, these are all civilians. I came to find a bite of bread to eat. And this little girl says, I want to go home. I want to kiss my mom. Also this morning, the WHO is raising the alarm about the lethal combination of infectious diseases and malnutrition right now in Gaza. People are dying from treatable diseases, and the WHO says there are no fully functioning hospitals right now in the Gaza Strip. Savannah? All right, Molly Hunter with the latest from the region. Okay, Molly, thank you. Here at home, there's new fallout over the ruling by Colorado Supreme Court disqualifying Donald Trump from the state's 2024 ballot. The justices who made it facing an immediate wave of online threats. NBC's Garrett Haight covers the Trump campaign, joins us with the latest. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. Look, this Colorado court's conclusion that Donald Trump is in violation of the 14th Amendment's prohibition against insurrection and is no longer eligible to serve as president sent shockwaves through the political world. But it's also just the latest example of a presidential campaign now being waged in courtrooms just as much as it is on the campaign trail. The legal ruling that could keep Donald Trump off Colorado's primary ballot looming large on the campaign trail, with his Republican rivals defending the man they hope to defeat. Just because these liberal justices don't like him, they want to take him off the ballot, that's not a democracy. Former Attorney General Bill Barr, who has been critical of Mr. Trump, questioning the legal merits of the case, arguing it will work to his former boss's advantage. He uh, feeds on grievance, just like a fire feeds on oxygen, and this is going to end up as a grievance that helps him. At issue in Colorado, Mr. Trump's role in the January 6th attack on the Capitol with the Colorado Supreme Court. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. President Biden on Wednesday calling Mr. Trump's role in the Capitol attack self-evident. But he certainly supported an insurrection. No question about it. The Trump campaign has vowed to swiftly appeal the Colorado case, a 4-3 decision by justices appointed by Democratic governors. And cases like the one in Colorado have faced an uphill battle. Litigation and appeals are pending in more than a dozen states, with lower courts already rejecting some of those cases. And efforts to ban Trump from the ballot have not succeeded in the past. Mr. Trump also faces more than 90 charges in four separate criminal cases, including in Washington, where the special counsel has asked the Supreme Court to weigh in on the issue of whether the former president has immunity for his efforts to challenge the 2020 election results. Now, the nation's highest court could have to rule on whether Mr. Trump is even eligible to run, all before the first primary votes are cast. 
And now, in a little more than a day since that Colorado court's decision became public, social media has been flooded with threats and violent rhetoric against the judges who wrote it, a nonpartisan public interest research group has found. Much of the rhetoric comes in direct response to Mr. Trump's posts on Truth Social, the researchers say, including the posting of the judge's personal information. Now, no comment on those threats yet from the court or from the campaign. Hoda. All right, Garrett Higg, Force here in D.C. Garrett, thank you. Quarter after the hour, much more to get to. Craig joins. Good morning. Santa Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. We are, folks, entering the final days of holiday shopping, and apparently Americans are feeling rather jolly about the health of the economy. Consumer confidence has surged past expectations, up nearly 10 points month to month, to reach the highest level since July. That's according to the conference board's latest index. Meanwhile, fears of a recession have dipped to the lowest level of the year. So what does all of that mean for our money as we head into 2024? NBC's senior business correspondent, Christine Romans, breaking it all down for us this morning. It seems like it was just a few days ago we were talking about this sort of chasm that exists between, you know, quantifiable economic data and the way Americans feel about the economy. Are we ending the year with some cheer? People are feeling a little bit better. I mean, I guess no coal in the stockings this year, the way people feel about the economy. And they're looking at their own personal finances, guys, and they're saying, we feel good about job availability. We feel good about our own kitchen table economics over the next 18 months or so. And right now they're seeing, as they're shopping for the holidays, they're, they're seeing lower costs for things like gas, airfare, car rentals, toys, sports equipment, TVs. So you're actually seeing some D, the D word, deflation in some of the things people are buying every day, some of the things people are buying every day, and they're starting to feel a little better. This number was a big shocker. Mm -hmm. I I know it's surprising because when you look at polls, you know, political Mm -hmm. polls often ask, how do you feel about the economy? Mm -hmm. And that's what we were just talking about, how people think the economy stinks. We're not Mm going to use a curse word that your mother doesn't approve of. Um, (laughs) But so how do they measure consumer confidence? Why would there be a disconnect between these two things? So I think you're starting to see the consumer confidence catch up with the rest of those economic numbers. You know, we've been saying for a year, the economy looks pretty good. There's not a recession in 2020. The economy looks good and people have this sourpuss, you know, look on their face every time I say that. I think they're catching up to it. Still, you do have inflation that's a problem. Uh, Inflation is going in the right direction. The Fed and the White House are saying things are moving in the right direction. But if you go to the grocery store, I don't know about you guys, but my grocery bill is still higher today than it was two years ago. Eggs and milk prices are down, but meat and bread, those prices are still up. So people, when they, every day, you know, it's not the economy from 2019 in terms of prices, but overall job market's good. Mm -hmm. Um, People have money in their 401ks, record high in the stock market. So it sounds all cheery, but not all consumers are the same, are they? They're not. And when you look at these numbers, consumer confidence rose for everybody, but they rose the most for people ages 35 to 54, that's because they got a lot of money in a house. So they probably have a 401k mm-hmm. that's at record highs and households earning over $125,000. And it's, you know, it's just the way it is in this post-COVID economy. The people who have the money yeah. feel better about everything mm-hmm. because they didn't <laughs> suffer through the uh, pandemic like the rest of us did. So there are some disconnects, mm-hmm. you know, not even, but all people in this survey yeah. said they feel a little bit better. So that's, I mean, I think that's good news to take into the end of the year. You didn't get a recession in 2023, yeah. guys. We'll take it. We'll take okay, the good yeah. news, Christine. Yep. Thank you, Christine. Nice you. All right, 719 almost. Let's over to Mr. Roker and get a check of the weather. Well, more good news on the map. Uh, some cold highs up into New England, but temperatures very mild as you get into the southeast, very mild through the plains as well. Showers and breezy, stretching from Texas into Oklahoma. Again, plenty of sunshine out west, but there is going to a flood risk down 
down through Southern California, and that's going to be spreading into the Southwest. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Here's a question. How far are you willing to go for that perfect holiday photo? So we're going to introduce you to people going the extra mile to beat the crowds for a little quiet time with our famous tree and other iconic landmarks around the world. And then actress Cameron Diaz calling attention to a growing trend, couples sleeping in separate bedrooms. She says it's time to normalize what they call sleep divorce. Hmm. Well, you think it could work for you? Well, we'll talk to a sleep expert. But first, this is today on NBC. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes. And speaking of the holidays and celebrating, early birthday to you, Miss. Oh, Kate. Yes. oh that's we, nice. We're going to miss your special day <laughs> because your you, your much deserved holiday, all of ours, starts soon yes. tomorrow, and we won't be around till the new year again. That's so but nice of you. Happy birthday! Thank you spend you. it with people you happy love. 40th. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plus, plus, plus. Thank you so much. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Appreciate it. You know when people have there's a whole meme like yeah. all I want for Christmas is for someone to remember my <laughs> December birthday. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, meantime, along with that choir, we got a great crowd outside. A lot of them eager to see the world's most famous Christmas tree. That's right. And it is the reason that Chanel happens to be out there as well. Good morning, Chanel. Good morning to you guys. Our tree draws people from far and wide. And of course, everyone wants to capture that perfect photo. But there could be a big problem standing in your way. All of the other people hoping to do the same. So the question this morning, how do you take the ultimate holiday selfie? Just you and the tree? Set your alarm. The early bird just doesn't catch the worm. It gets that picture-perfect moment, too. It is 4.40 in the morning. We came to see the Rockefeller tree light up. Brandy and Hector Maldonado had their game plan all set. We went to bed pretty early to make sure we were here today. For their family to have this one-on-one moment with the world-famous Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. During the day, it usually looks like this packed with people. But this morning, the Maldonados aren't the only ones hoping to get some pre-dawn Christmas memories. 
New York City during the holidays is known for its iconic landmarks, dripping in dazzling decorations, enchanting window displays, and endless crowds everywhere. But if waking up before sunrise just isn't your thing, look for off-the-beaten-path alternatives. This beauty is just a five-minute walk from Rockefeller Center, not another tourist in sight. All of those hidden gems are the things that aren't always on all of the list. Tourist hotspots like London look absolutely picturesque this time of year, too. But it's often so full of people, it can be hard to just walk down the street. During the day, Rome is always packed. 35 million tourists came last year. But in those quiet hours before the sun is up, not a soul stirring, not even a mouse. The glow of the Christmas tree in the city center's Piazza del Popolo, serene and beautiful. Prague's Old Town Square, famous for its Christmas market and daily hordes of visitors. But at dawn, it feels like you've stepped back in time. There's something so magical and so almost precious about being there at that time. You're there and you get to kind of breathe in the experience and really take it all in. The dedicated rise and shiners outside 30 Rock's iconic Christmas tree this morning, grateful they didn't sleep in. I think it was like pretty magical because I haven't gotten to see it like with no one here. Magical is a really good word for it. Can you say hi to all of my friends out here on the plaza this morning? I've been going down the line, guys. These folks woke up earlier than we did. This is the Dennis family. Tell everybody where you're from. Alabama. <laughs> and how many folks did you bring with you this morning? Five. Okay, so you guys went. You said you went ice skating yesterday. We did, and we got a picture in front of the tree. You got a picture in front of the tree. Anybody else want to get that picture before it gets too crowded? Yeah. Anybody else want to say hi while we're doing hi. this? Hi. What about you? What time do you wake up this morning? Five. Five a.m. So, guys, here's the deal. I think sometimes we take it for granted, but it's one of those things where people from all around the world come to take a selfie with this tree. It's just so darn beautiful, isn't it? It's gorgeous, and that magic moment happens. Five a.m. It goes from all dark yep. to to just to bright crowds lights, and crowds of people. You guys yeah. have a good time already this morning. Yeah. Well, thank you for waking up with this. The gang will be back out here this morning. You can take more selfies. <laughs> Okay, Thank send it back to you. That. Thank you, Chanel. Right. Thank you. Guys, coming up, Carson is back. Oh, okay? yeah. And he's got a very special pop star filled with holiday headlines, including Ryan Gosling's early gift for fans of his hit song in the Barbie movie. First, though, are you tired of feeling tired? Well, one star has really ignited this new debate over so-called sleep divorces. Liz Kreutz is taking a closer look for us this morning. Hey, Liz. Hey guys, good morning. Yeah, Cameron Diaz is now the latest celebrity to say the secret to better sleep and maybe even a healthier relationship is to sleep in a separate bedroom from your partner. We're going to talk to a couple that's been doing that for eight years right after this. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi, it's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. 
They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. We're back, and so is Carson. This next story, right up your alley, my friend. Yep. New conversation that has erupted over sleep divorce. And it's thanks to Hollywood star Cameron Diaz, who just gave it her seal of approval. So NBC's Liz Kreutz joins us with a little bit more on this. This is quite controversial, Liz. Hey, guys, good morning. It is. But I mean, come on. How annoying is it when you're trying to sleep and your partner is snoring, kicking, taking all the blankets? Well, you might be happy to learn that you're not alone. And more and more now, couples are saying it's okay and even healthy to sleep apart. It used to be something prominently featured on national TV. Good night. night. Couples sleeping in separate beds. Come on. Yet in modern times... Maybe we could just keep the beds apart. It's assumed happy couples sleep together. But we're married. Aren't married people supposed to... (laughs) But now times are a-changing. My husband and I no longer sleep together. It's called sleep divorce. The idea that couples can sleep not only in separate beds, but separate bedrooms. While it's not for everyone, the hashtag has more than a million views on TikTok. Even Cameron Diaz is now giving it her endorsement. We should normalize. We should normalize like separate bedrooms. Thank you. While Diaz says she and her husband don't currently do it, others like Gwyneth Paltrow and even our own Carson Daly have admitted to at times sleeping separately from their spouses. And it's the best thing that ever happened to us. We both admittedly slept better apart. One recent survey found that more than a third of respondents said they occasionally or regularly sleep in separate bedrooms from their partner. Snoring and different bedtimes are among the many reasons Elizabeth Pearson and her husband Ryan chose eight years ago to sleep in different rooms. I was like, geez, why couldn't he just go to bed when I go to bed? And it wasn't fair because people have different sleep patterns. And so once we connected the dots that we slept so much better separately, we really embraced it. What do you say to people who say that sleeping in separate bedrooms could hurt your sex life and your intimacy? She would wake up resentful uh, from uh, not having a good night of sleep because I was maybe storing and I didn't have a good night of sleep. So that's not great for intimacy and sex life either. People say money is the... A key to happiness, I would say that sleep is the key to happiness. One secret to a healthy marriage that doesn't involve fights about who's hogging the blankets. And the couple says it's not only helped their marriage, but also their careers, leaving them more rested and alert at work. And they said the way they explained it to their two kids is that just like their two daughters don't like sharing a bed, one kicks the other. They also like and need their own space, guys. Mm. Okay. Thanks, Liz. Liz, thank you. Sets us up nicely for Dr. Carol Ash, a sleep expert with RWJ Barnabas Health. Dr. Ash, good morning. Mm-hmm. Point and counterpoint over here because yeah. we have Carson, who is pro-sleep Brown divorce. Sleep, but yes. let's just get out. You're the sleep expert. Yeah. Are you pro-sleep divorce? Uh, no, I want people to sleep together. 
You do? Okay, yes. why? <laughs> well, yeah. because why I want people to sleep together is when you sleep with a bed partner, what happens is you have synchronization and stabilization of the pattern of sleep brain waves. Oh. And what that wow. does is improves the quality of your sleep. And that synchronization, we believe, is responsible for a healthy relationship. But that's if you're sleeping, right? Because well, I think the argument is people aren't sleeping. They aren't, but yet that's what you have to ask yourself. Why? Yeah. If it's snoring, yeah, then there's loud. medical yeah. intervention for that. We can solve that. If it's really relationship relationship conflict, you want to solve that too. So not only the brain waves are synchronized, but bonding hormones are released. Yeah. Bonding oh, yes, bonding yeah. hormones. Okay. And when you sleep together with someone, you have improved mental health and you're better able to respond to challenges. You have decreased re stress response wow. and an increase in your resiliency. So mm. sleeping together is a solution Why are you for a healthy so relationship. Why? Respectfully, yeah. I don't understand any of that that you just said. I've never been happier. But why um, do you guys sleep in separate rooms? Well, we got sleep divorced in about 2018. We're more sleep separated now, but really my snoring. Uh, and then we went and I got a CPAP and then the CPAP broke and then I slept in the guest bedroom because it broke. Uh, but the truth is most couples don't like to say it out loud, but they, they both sleep better. We have four children under the age of 13. We're both better off because we're getting good quality sleep at this cost. But it's we're secure enough in our relationship to know that it's not a sign of something larger. We just sleep better, well, especially when the Islanders are on late at night and I want to stay up late. I don't want to put the TV on. So now when I was in my guest bedroom the other night, I was thinking this is all I need. It was like my first First apartment, and I've never been happier. And I think I'm a better husband for but it. But sometimes you guys do sleep together. Like we it's do, not, yeah, yes, not every night. Well, yeah, yeah. I try that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <So laughs> go back to the good doctor. We're getting. Yeah. So it's okay if there's misaligned schedules, if there's kids. There, there are really legitimate reasons why sleeping in separate bedrooms could be okay. But it's really going back to the why, solving mm -hmm. the snoring, and yeah. and and sleeping together. It is healthier for the relationship. All right. I'm going right. to write a counterpoint essay to that, and I'll post <laughs> yeah. it at today.com. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Thank Dr. You, Dr. Thanks right. for joining Thank Crossfire. You. Appreciate oh, it. Right. <laughs> Time now for another check of the weather, Mr. Roker. Well, what? we know you slept together four times at least. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, winter's running late. The Pacific jet stream, mild Pacific air, streaming across the northern tier. And so what's that doing? It's keeping the Arctic air trapped up in Canada. Plus, we've got this Bermuda high that's pumping up warm air from the Gulf of Mexico. So even though winter's coming officially tonight, 1057 Eastern time, uh, we're not seeing that. Uh, Omaha, 53 degrees. Dallas, 62. Cincinnati, 52. Albuquerque, 55 degrees tomorrow. Charleston, you're going to be at 55. 12 degrees warmer than average. In Chicago, Albuquerque, 54. And as we head into the weekend, look at how mild it is. New York City, 50, 43 on Monday in Burlington, 55 in Cleveland. Same in Chicago. Oh, by the way, it's 1027, the uh, winter solstice tonight. I mean, okay. Oh, winter solstice. Oh, okay. So it's a little early. It gets in a little early. Okay. All right. Great. Gotcha, Roker. Thank oh. you. Coming up, the very, very large Santas that have taken over a Florida neighborhood Bringing a community together with supersized holiday fun. They're all in on it together. We're going to take you there and also get your morning boost. But first, these messages. We're back coming up on 750, and we are going to take you to one of the most festive neighborhoods in the country. That's right. We found it, and it's in Florida, where families are proving <laughs> that you don't necessarily need snow to get in the holiday spirit because they're doing it with supersized inflatable Santas. NBC's Morgan Chesky's got the story for us. Hey, Morgan. <laughs> hey, guys. Good morning. And leave it to the holiday season every year to remind us that when it comes to holiday decorations, especially these 
big, beautiful inflatables. Beauty can really be in the eye of the beholder. Personally, I'm fine with a nice string of lights, a well-decorated tree. But for one Florida neighborhood, they decided to blow up the holiday tradition in a very big way. When it comes to ringing in the holidays, in Florida, they've perfected the art of dressing the part, even if it doesn't feel like it. But south of Tampa in Sapphire Point, the neighborhood's on a supersized mission, spreading Christmas cheer, 14 inflatable feet at a time. Have you realized yet that you caused all this? I merely ignited the spark. It was really my neighbors that came together and brought the idea to life. Brianna Winter's big idea, a text to neighborhood moms asking the question, what if we lined our street with the biggest inflatable Santas we could find? I was so glad when Brianna reached out and said, are you down for this? And I said, absolutely. Give me five minutes. She just sent out a text message. And like she said, it just took off like wildfire. We confirmed it ourselves, courtesy of the most festive golf cart maybe ever. Is this the epicenter of your Florida North Pole? (laughs) Absolutely. But if you thought spreading this much Christmas cheer was easy, think again. Inflatables are polarizing, (laughs) um, and some people consider them to be tacky. I don't like inflatables. Not not even a little bit. No. But not even Ashley King could resist, especially after seeing how the neighborhood came together. One inflatable Kris Kringle after another. Some stores even selling out. It's not my normal Christmas um, visual, but I'm going with it. The younger generation, rolling with it too. Loving to count every single new Santa they can find. At last check, well on their way to 100. It's so cool to see it all up. My favorite bit is like everybody helping each other like get them up and like making new friends along the way. New friends from a new tradition that likely isn't going anywhere. They are going to say, you know, when I was growing up in my childhood, all of our neighbors put up the same Santa Claus. It was magical. And I love that for them. Uh, I got to be honest, guys, I loved it, too. I went in a little bit skeptical as to the inflatable power of the holiday spirit, but I I left kind of wanting to uh, do something of my own. This is not my personal decoration, uh, I can assure you. But get this, next year's Sapphire Point neighborhood, already talking about finding bigger and better inflatable Santas trying to one-up themselves. Going to be incredibly tough to do. Guys, I, I, think, I think they're at the mountaintop there. With yeah, exactly. Santa. Great job. That was fun. I like them. I could move right in that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. That's my oh, kind Way of to go. All right, Morgan, thank you. Coming up on Popstar, guys, the iconic star back on the Billboard charts this morning for the first time in 56 years. Hmm. We'll give you a hint. He may or may not be known for his blue eyes. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 